because I've got my blinker on. Hello and welcome to episode number 197 of Grumpy Old Ben's for Friday. Yeah, Friday, October 7th, 2022. I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chirac, where our mayor is singing karaoke as the city burns. And from America's left coast, where my car is not only not electric, it is also not underwater. I'm Ryan Bemrose. And there's some guy, is this a Russian hack coming in? I don't know. There's something on our signal here. You know, I, I've told you a million times, Darren, you really need to stop using this intro for our show because it's going to it's going to piss off somebody else who you know who that is. It's a different show using his music and his show name that he came up with that he owns and you keep stealing every time you record an episode with us. And Come on, see, dude. And you see why you see why I say that you two do not like each other. What do you mean you two don't like each other? You two. you two. What do you mean you two? There's you. I, I think he's talking about Bono. Yes. You two is. You two has a lot of problems, but they stick together for the money. Uh-huh. They stick together uh-huh. for the money. And uh, all I know is it's it's about time you stop disrespecting Bemrose. That's all. You you were saying that all along. And I, I was, was saying that all along. And, and I always said it was being too lazy to was, come up with a new show title. Well, it is hard to come up with new show titles. Uh-huh. Are you kidding me? I can do three of them right now. But are any how of about, them good? How about the Garbage Ken Zencaster show? <laughs> That's pretty good. It, you know, it does sound a little better. I think we could call it feed. Pineapple Talk. Could be pine, uh, Pineapple Talk is good. <laughs> I love Pineapple Talk. I think that would talk. bore people to death. Nobody wants to hear about pineapples. Uh, me, me, this week in Mexican resort life. <laughs> this week in Mexican. Yeah. No, this week in Mexican resort life. So Gene's like, wait, I could write off being in mexico all the time oh, oh hell yeah that's not a bad idea well the whole point of working on my book while i'm in mexico is that it's like mexican resort life mm-hmm. and you could write it off uh, why can you write it off because I, I have a podcast it's called mexican resort life that's right and i do yes. an episode every time i'm in mexico and pineapple and I- talk was on unrelenting which recorded right before this uh-huh it was good talk. I like pineapples, and it's not the who's, kind that uh, the hackers who's on that do. Show? Do we have any guests on that show? I can't it, remember. It was Darren and some guy that was apparently calling in from a satellite phone from a war ravaged region <laughs> that had no Ooh. network connectivity of yeah. some kind. Yeah, we needed the <laughs> in the background and like uh, reporting live from uh, Moscow. Effect. Yeah, the sound effect. Yeah, it's all sound effects. That's how they do it in the big leagues too, though. That's pretty bigly. That is how they do it in the big leagues. And I figured it'd be good. You know, I wanted to do more of a crossover so people could that listened because I think there are people still that are listening to unrelenting that don't know mm-hmm. grumpy old Ben's I doubt is it. back. There are, well, you're right. There's nobody listening to unrelenting and vice versa. I think it's like, well, they all kind of just work and split. I mean, everybody is aware though. Everybody moved here. over to planet rage anyway. Yeah. No, no, nobody listens to that show, dude. You can't hear it. It's subsonic. It's like the <laughs> frequencies are beneath human hearing. 
they're all a slightly different show and i'm adding a fourth so that's going to be so much fun you know he keeps trying hoping that one of these days he's gonna knock it out of the ballpark i know he hasn't done up to this point he's like oh i'll try a chick next time well yeah (laughs) i mean come on guys aren't working clearly so uh i figured that would be a different way to go would be a Mm -hmm. different vibe to the show it's something Mm -hmm. the no agenda stream and we were seeing this the the big response to curry and the keeper it's like people want those kind of conversations yeah well tina's episode on on sergene speaks is still the most downloaded episode i've ever whoa not the bemrose episode not the bemrose he's up there though he's up there no and this this pretty much proves what happens when you bring interesting people on what the conversation derails well, no, and no, people, people download the episode. If your guests are interesting, hence the, the Tina. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay, like, that's well, something how, different. How Joe Rogan got big. By having on the best guests. Yeah. Because, so, you know, back before he had interesting guests, when it was just him talking to his comedy buddies, not a whole lot of people listening. So there, there is uh, already chatter on the uh, No Agenda Social saying things like, what the hell is going on here? Uh, what is going on is grumpy old Ben's with a third wheel. Yeah. With Gene. And uh, I'm, I'm suddenly remembering why it is uh, back in the day when we were doing it before I hated going the day after no agenda because you because, just missed all the topics. Well, because, because they broke all of the topics that I had in my notes. So, like, like, so we did that. on You're going to talk already. about Mexico and pineapples today. <laughs> I know that's already been done. So we <laughs> thankfully those topics are covered. Oh, you were, was, we're doing a Friday, right? Yeah. But we, well, you know, cause recently we've been doing Wednesdays, which is we can scoop, we can scoop not only no agenda, but more importantly, we can scoop rare encounter on that day. Right. But, uh, yesterday, uh, Dvorak brought this story, but I think it is absolutely going to be necessary that we talk about this medical misinformation law in California. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that is pure insanity when they are legalizing what doctors can say. And oh, I haven't heard about this. What's going on? Yeah. The, the details will just, I'm assuming uh, Ryan has that. Uh, there's scary stuff so, going on. So the, the detail, if it, it, I didn't actually write down the specifics because everybody who listens to no agenda already knows this or, you know, may have heard of it, but uh, what the law effectively does is it gives it instructs the medical board of California uh, when they receive a complaint about uh, a, a co- if, if they receive a complaint about a doctor giving out, quote, medical misinformation regarding COVID-19, then the mm. medical board is instructed to suspend that doctor's license immediately pending a review as to whether or not they gave out misinformation. And mm-hmm. the effect of it is that uh, it a doctor, if a doctor say you, you come into your doctor and you, you say, I've got ivermectin and the doctor says something unauthorized, like, uh, no, or you say you've got COVID. The doctor says something unauthorized, like, oh, use some ivermectin or uh, no, it's mm-hmm. probably not COVID. It's just the flu or, you know, anything that doesn't follow the official state narrative. And that person doesn't like it. They can complain to the medical board and no questions asked. The doctor's license gets revoked pending a review. And the doctor suddenly can't practice medicine until that review happens. And uh, brilliant. Governor Gavin Newsom 
just signed it. The the law was actually passed by the California legislature back in August, I think. Hmm. And Newsom says he signed it, quote, because it is narrowly tailored to apply only to those egregious instances in which a license is acting with malicious intent or clearly deviating from the required standard of care while interacting directly with a patient under their care. The government is now stepping in between the doctor and patient in the doctor-patient relationship. And as a result, a rational thinking person can never trust a doctor in California again. Well, yeah, because the legal precedent is this is basically taking the concept of the science is settled and making it a crime if you disagree. It's, yes. it's insane. Yeah, it, I think this is good because it's going to mean that not only is there no money and no electricity in California, <laughs> but there won't be any doctors either. Uh, there's there's that accelerationism rearing its head i think california is a beautiful beautiful place and i've been saying for decades we just need to get rid of the californians and i think this helps well they're all going to Uh, austin the well they are and one of these places we're gonna switch places and they'll all be in austin and i'll be able to go buy some land in california but uh that's always been the problem with california is the californians so if you give them and by having mandatory abortions and doctors that are not allowed to talk. <laughs> mandatory abortions? Yes. When is this law? Yes. I don't remember well, this that's law. A, that's it's that's the latest proposition that it's, they've been talking about. It'd be great. Like, no more children in California, period. You know, that might solve some problems. Yeah, eventually, because there'll Just, be nobody then. Yeah. You're pregnant in California? Yeah. No. Mandatory abortion. I don't remember that mandatory. coming up on the news. Yep. I feel like yep. that would have hit lots of conservative sites with, with plenty of chicken little. But there's nobody conservative left in California, so they're not really no. understanding. But it's all the unintended no. consequences of this stuff. And this just shows how far they're willing to go when somebody dares have a difference of opinion to them on things that they believe are settled. And you're seeing the same thing in climate change. So it's going to be a legal well, for- extension of what we've had for a long time, though, well, which yeah, is these state licensing boards should not exist. It's it's ridiculous. The state should have no power to license professions. People have professions. They don't need the permission of the state to be able to have a profession. I mean, and if I, I want to use a doctor that doesn't have a medical degree, that's up to me. I, I, it is unfortunate that I have to agree with you entirely, but I feel like that ship has sailed in in Washington state. You are not allowed to be a hairdresser at a salon until you have a state license saying that you've yeah. had how retarded is that because it's I've, really important to get a good haircut dude it, it is and i can tell you that because for the period of the the quote-unquote pandemic lockdowns um i did my own hair in the mirror <laughs> with a little pair of scissors and i can tell you that somebody who knows what the hell they're doing and also isn't trapped inside the head that's being cut is going to do a better job okay but, now have you but gone to a professional seems excessive. Have you gone to a professional since that just looked at you when you walked in and was like, what the hell happened to you? I, I, I didn't actually have an appointment, but I went in with my wife and said, Hey, can you do anything with this? And she looks at it and says, <laughs> maybe in three months. <laughs> like, well, yeah. Or you just take the buzz cut and go all the way yeah. down. Yeah. Well, if well, I want that, I'll just do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's easier that way. It's quicker too. just done. Absolutely. But everybody needs a license. I mean, even here in Illinois, I don't know how it is around the rest of the country, but to be a 
server in a restaurant, you need to get certification. It's that's it's crazy. That's well, that, retarded. That, uh-huh. The irony is that we all live in extremely liberal areas, and we're sitting yes. here bitching about them. Well, no, I, I mean, I vote. Sort of state, no, I, but I, I live, live in the liberal city. I live in a Democrat-controlled, progressive, left-art area. Liberal left this place a long time ago. When when somebody mm-hmm. says liberal, the word that comes to mind is uh, liberty, is is permissiveness, is people who care about rights, and that hasn't been true in the Seattle area for quite a long time. Yeah, I'm the only one that's probably in an area that is overall conservative because the suburbs area where we are totally conservative, Chicago, very liberal, obviously, you know, Austin and the Seattle area, insanely liberal where you guys are. So I'm the only one with some sanity right now. I think Gene's in the best place in Mexico. Yes, in Mexico. Exactly. Doubted beautiful Mexico. Yeah, it is quite a bit more conservative here. That's that's for sure. Are they not worried about politics? Do they know about Uncle Joe? Because all of the the retard leftists who want to just be a drain on the system and not work and do they're just exporting all of, all of them to California and Texas. Yeah, but Mexico, I will say Mexico is getting rid of the dregs of their society. They, they are, but they're also getting plenty from the U.S. because the, there have been articles written about this, and I've experienced this during my what stay Californians. Is, yes, there's a shit ton of Californians here. They're expatriating, living down there. They're spending a lot of time here. I don't know if wow. they're technically okay. moving here, but they're definitely spending more and more time in Mexico because okay, it's Gene, not dirty on, on, like California. There's not a bunch I, of I homeless needed, people everywhere. I needed to do something, Gene, and that is apologize to Mexico on behalf of all thinking Americans. <laughs> you're like, hey, you're going to keep letting migrants come over the border this way. We're going to send you Californians. Uh-huh. We'll show you when we're going to play hardball. I'll give you this is true story and you know i'm telling the truth because i just told Made another true story that got confirmed sure about, about who i was sitting next to on the airplane Kristen cavalieri and you didn't yeah. even hit that wow yeah um had no idea who the hell she is anyway the uh as i'm on the elevator uh somebody uh this couple gets on and you know, they're speaking English. I'm like, oh, are you guys enjoying your time here? And they're like, yeah, no, it's, the way, it's been good. We come down here every now and then. Uh, where are you from? I'm, like, oh, I'm from Texas. Like, oh, yeah, well, we've had a lot of, oh, no, no, I said, well, yeah, there's been a lot of people coming from California, Texas. And they said, yeah, well, thankfully, you know, good riddance because uh, it's the wrong kind of Californians that are moving there. So we're mm-hmm. happy to get rid of them. And Isn't I'm thinking, it the more conservative ones that are leaving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. So these people are so over the top libs that they're happy about the Californians, like oh, I don't know, Elon Musk, that have left California and moved to Austin. I'm like, oh my god! And now you know why your state sucks. I and if there was a way that we could keep all of these super progressive Californians in California. And then, you know, once, once Trump gets reelected, he can go ahead and build his wall, but not on the Mexico border on the Arizona to California border. And I think things yeah, will get that a lot border better. is more important to keep people from moving across for sure. But I think that's going to happen. I think the, the, the people that are so gone after drinking the Kool-Aid in California they're going to be eventually dead because they're going to be living in a state without power, uh, with mandatory abortions and with, uh, you know, no 
with shit on the street, human feces everywhere on the street, and no doctors to actually treat people that are infected by diseases from roaming around in human shit. You you say this like it's future tense. I don't. I, I, how is this different from today? Well, but uh, I think the doctors are not all left yet. There's still a few doctors left in California. Well, the, but the it, doctors who are it'll worth anything are going to be leaving in the next few months. I mean, just to be clear, this California law, which is uh, for anybody who's ever read the Bill of Rights, is obviously a violation of the First Amendment. Is is going to get struck down if there is any justice remaining in this country, which there may or may not be. It depends on not how in much. the Ninth Circuit. There isn't. What are you kidding? Well, no, not in the Ninth Circuit. That uh, I, I was thinking Supreme Court, but it also depends on how many more justices Biden packs onto it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. If if courts can be trusted and even care about bothering to read the laws that they're supposed to be interpreting, this will get shot down. But even in the best case where it gets shot down, the state of California is going to spend an inordinate amount of taxpayer dollars trying to defend it. And it will become a huge political football that all of the news media is going to be shrieking all with their lockstep same bias. And it's going to be a huge thing and it's going to take two or three years. And meanwhile, people in California are going to get even worse health care than they've come to expect. Well, it is, it is all emotional bias. You know, when you see these, uh, I think it was a Rasmussen poll talking about how people are anti or have a dim view of the Supreme Court, it's like, but they're doing their job. You know, the, whether or not the you like the politics of what the end result is, it's like you shouldn't want the Supreme Court, but these idiots do. They would rather the Supreme Court ignore the law of the land and give them abortion rather than understand how the system works and understand no, states' rights. It's worse than than asking the Supreme Court to ignore the law. They want the Supreme Court to Make follow law. the law precisely when it agrees with their preconceived emotional toddler lashing out whatever they've decided. It is, it is an entire half of the country or more who have firmly ingrained the idea that the ends justify the means and laws don't mean anything. And the Supreme Court is just a tool who is good when they're doing what we want and evil when they're doing what we don't want. And who cares what laws are? They, they really don't. It's it. What well, they don't right understand is, what laws are. Well, they've never looked at it. They've right. never read. They've never read uh, anything that. Well, that's why when Kamala Harris is out there like, oh, well, let's just make all these people legal. It's like, well, that doesn't fix the problem. The the ends justify the means is quite possibly yes. the quickest path to evil that you can possibly get in any position of authority. And it is the party platform. Right. The Supreme Court should not be there to give the masses what they're demanding. They should be there to which is why they have lifetime appointments. So they aren't. Yeah. Uh, which is why by politics, which is why Elena Kagan, who we talked about on a previous grumpy old Benz is not qualified to be on the court because she firmly thinks that the court's judgments should be whatever the masses want. Right. Whatever's woke right now. Mm-hmm. And that's not the law. It's a like, change the laws, motherfucker. It ain't that hard. 
changed. Well, especially law. when they had a full majority. Yeah. Yeah. The, the law that's interfering with most of the Democrat platform is, is this silly little thing called the Constitution. And that, believe it or not, is very hard to change. And it is hard to change for a good reason. Yes. And it's amazing with as bad as the Joe Biden economy is, it is not the Putin price hike. The Joe Biden economy, another month has gone by in September with over a million new handgun sales in this country. This has been like 28 months or maybe it's 18 months. It's been, there's a long string that sales have been way up. And even the uh, current crappy economy isn't having an effect on it. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of it is having buying. an effect. Well, true. It's making more buyers. It's accelerating it. It, it is. I've, I've had on uh, through Gene Speaks, I've, every episode we do, I talk about a new gun I just got. Well, you're keeping the industry healthy. I am. But it also, with this economy, it's becoming more commonplace for people to be robbing stores, not at gunpoint robbing, but more like shoplifting in, you know, going in and trying to steal some extra food when you're. Uh, mm-hmm. When you're at the grocery store and it's normalizing a lot of really bad behavior that I think it's going to be hard to come you back mean from like a shoplifting. Lot. Right. That that fits the definition of bad behavior. It does. I would think stealing anything from somebody else, even if it is a small amount, would be bad behavior. Well, you know, again, we've seen California shutting, uh, losing a lot of stores. Like I think Walgreens turned, shut down 28 stores. Yeah. And Target, I think, too. I'm going to I'm going to go back to your stealing is wrong point because I don't you think want to argue that. that? You, yeah, I am <laughs> going to. I don't think this is universal anymore. No, I and agree. the reason is that you generally get your values from whatever your spiritual foundation was. And we're all old enough to have received our values from a stable society that was reasonably successful and had genuine generally more or less a religious doctrine as our source of values and it included things like stealing is wrong do unto others as you'd have done to yourself don't kill people don't initiate violence against people. you know the kind of things that have generally over history proven that if you follow these your society will be more stable and if you follow the opposite your society will be destabilized right but Today, uh, you know, Christianity in particular, but religion in general has been rejected by large proportion of the newer generations. And with, you know, most of them are either secular or overtly atheist. And the problem is, of course, that humanity needs spirituality. We need to believe in something. And most of them do not realize that they're the rejection of the Christian God, their rejection of the, the gods of religion who teach silly quaint notions like don't steal by rejecting those, the, the void is being filled by government and government is their God for all of these people. The, the, the young group of statists who are, you know, think that they're atheists or nihilists, but the one ultimate supreme authority above everything else is government. And why is that dangerous? Well, among other things, government steals, government murders. Government is the worst possible role model you could have for somebody who is struggling to find spirituality. But that's where we are. Yeah, and the government's yeah. already said, if you steal under $1,000, we won't even prosecute you. Come on in. Yeah, well, if, you, where, but- 
if you steal 40% of somebody's entire income for the rest of their life and tell them (laughs) that you're giving them services for it, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I I hate to agree with you here, but uh, yeah, Yeah, I think that's absolutely the case. Um, And, and that is literally the opposite direction that society has been going in Russia, which of course was officially atheist during communist time. And right now it has a higher percentage of Christian believers than the U S does. And uh, it's on the Usha Ray where (laughs) you're going to, you're going to put into risk our, our regular donor from because stop carrying water for Putin. Oh, 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 carrying water. Yes. Yes. Well, of course, Putin is horrible and evil person, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a, um, it's just, you brought up the topic and the reality Uh. is that the U S is going in a direction uh, that is the opposite uh, of what would be conducive to a positive, healthy uh, growth of society here. Well, yeah, because that's what they want. They want no, everybody. They want, and Kamala Harris was very clear about that when it came to getting the resources needed mm-hmm. in the wake of Hurricane Ian. Well, we have to think about equity as well as equality so we if we know equity is very important which even natural disaster recovery is an opportunity to divide people further yes Mm -hmm. everything's about dividing people further it doesn't matter whether if it's white or black it doesn't matter if it is rich or poor it doesn't matter no it does matter that's the only thing that matters it's all the divisiveness yeah. It does. It does matter if you're white or black. That's the only thing that matters if you're trying to divide people on race. Yes. And then if you're trying to divide them on the economic scale, of course, it's that top 1% that always gets vilified with the concept that they're not paying enough. And it's been broken down for years where people point out, well, okay, let's forget about even taking 40% from the Elon Musk's of the world. Let's just say today, we take every penny that Elon Musk has and Bill Gates and every, you know, Jeff Bezos. And, take and every use it little, to crash Twitter. Right. That would be helpful. But if you take all of their funds, every last penny that they have, every last cent that you can get out of their estate, that still mm-hmm. won't pay off what the United States owes. So it's kind of inconvenient that well, even forget that you're just forget the percentage that you're taking as far as a tax. You could take everything these people have and you still won't be able to pay. So this bullshit that it's, oh, we just we're not paying their fair share is a lie. I think you you could take everything that the top 100 percent has and you still will not be able to sate the lust for spending that the that the Democrats have these days. Because they're always going to spend more. No, that is true. But I will say that the the part that is, uh, I think, that that creates this notion, which is a true thing, right? It's just been exaggerated, is that when you get to a certain level of income, you can afford to start paying people to help you figure out how to not pay taxes. Right. And there are a lot of things that some people would call loopholes. They're not really loopholes. They're actually programs by design that have different it's rates a shitty of tax design. depending on yeah. what you do. And so if you, uh, the idea being, for example, that we want people to invest money because that's how we get new businesses going is when there are people willing to invest money, somebody else is willing to come up with an idea and then that requires money to be invested. Therefore, we're going to charge a lower tax rate on investment income 
than we are on salary income. Well, obviously, if you're making 50 grand a year, you're not investing anything and you're paying the rates based on salary. If you're making a million a year, you got quite a bit to invest and you can get taxed based on the lower rate that you get on investment income. And that's just one example. There's a whole slew of things like that that can minimize the amount of money. I know a lot of people that have moved in order to minimize the amount of money they're paying. That was a lot of words to say that the wealthy elites who control the country are corrupt. Well, it's not just that. It's the law of the land. You know, and this is the same thing. Like, oh, we're all pissed off that the Supreme Court struck down Roe v. Wade. Well, it's the law of the land, assholes. Same thing when it comes to the IRS. If somebody is using, like you said, a loophole, put that in air quotes, that is really just saying the law of the land says you can do this to lower your tax rate. And that is the law. That is the legal thing to do. Then that is not against the law. That's the exact opposite. It's the totally legal and smart thing to do. But it's, again, this just insane twisting of reality that seems to be prevalent now. And it's it, the, how do you there's come also back? Another, there's also another dynamic that I think deserves being brought up. You you mentioned the top one percent who are the, the main evils that, you know, all the propaganda trying to mobilize the, the poor and middle classes saying the top one percent are bad. Every top one percent are bad. That top one percent means one out of 100. It means 100. The You know, you get. You get 10,000 people, it means that the 100 wealthiest are all the terrible, terrible people. Mm -hmm. But it's of those 100,000 people, it's not the 100 wealthiest who run things. It's the one wealthiest. If if you get, you know, 300 million people, it's the top 3,000 that run things. It's the top 0.0001%. And to them, one of the biggest threats that they have is the top 1%. It is the people who are wealthy enough to move the needle on local policies or get things done or create activists, but who aren't currently the ones running everything. They're, you know, the people who own medium sized businesses. They're the people who are, are, are pretty wealthy, but not so wealthy that they can afford to buy Congress critters. Those are threats to them. And so when you see propaganda saying, Oh, the top 1% aren't paying their share, they, need to be paying more. It's it's the people who are so wealthy that no amount of taxation will matter to them because mm-hmm. they just avoid it are the ones who are busy kicking down the closest rungs on the ladder. Well, and with that yeah, said, that, the other that, people that are a part of the 1% that are being hurt by all this crap are the ones that actually employ like 80% of the other people. Exactly. Exactly. That, that was going to be my point. Uh, okay, Reagan. For me, which is... <laughs> It, you and your the trickle-down theories. The top 1% includes damn near every single small business owner, and small business represents 80% uh, of the jobs in the country. So everybody that owns a company with a dozen employees, that person is in the top 1% of the wealthiest people Yeah, and people they should the be paying their fair share. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fair share. And then who gets defined what's fair? Well, Clearly AOC. Right. Yeah, obviously, whoever gets the is. microphone in their face. Yeah. Um, but as long as they're not white or male. Right. And well, no, uh, because when was the last time that you saw on mainstream news, somebody who was white and male with a microphone in their face, who was given any credit whatsoever? 
Well, I think it's only police officers that have microphones in their faces that they're white and male. The patriarchy is bad. Them. Well, and, and, you know, they'll Police do the person bad. on the street okay. segments with the redneck with only two teeth saying, look how stupid the middle class are. Yeah. Well, it, it's it, the bottom line is it's, it's not the top 1%. And that was a great way to misrepresent uh, the, uh, the event that happened. What was the name of the event in New York? The uh, like 10 years 9/11? ago. Had, no, no, no. Not 10 years ago. It was, it was all the anti one percent protest. Oh, the Wall stuff. Street stuff. Occupy, yeah. occupy, yeah, yeah. occupy. Right? Is they were going after the wrong thing? It's not the top one percent you need to go after. I mean, if you want to be more accurate, it's the top point zero one percent you need to go after. But well, it is. I mean, it's the one percent because, as you said, everybody that owns a small business, everybody that owns a restaurant yeah. or a mom and pop shop, this assault from the Biden administration since day mm-hmm. one. On the fuel industry, the energy sector, which, of course, made prices rise. Go back to Barack Obama again, who said, well, my policy of a cap and trade system would necessarily cause your energy bills to skyrocket. This is what we're seeing. And this is starting to put businesses like restaurants and mom and pop stores right out of business because they can no longer afford to do business, which, of course, puts more power in the hand of the central government. I don't know if there's a way out of this that they can see other than just going to war and taking the news cycle off of the domestic problems. I, I, I think that the French in the 1800s might have had the right idea. Let them eat cake or is it earlier? Uh, off with their heads. Off with their heads. Yes. Take, to, or just <laughs> take all the aristocrats out to the guillotine. Uh-huh. There is something to be said. Or, or, or at the very least, do some, you know, I, I, you don't have to take their heads off to neutralize them. Just have all of the i don't know march them naked down main street put them in a cell feed them three meals a day forever yeah hold them accountable for what they have done and it's great because it's all been oh trump 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 while these folks were themselves committing way worse atrocities yeah but they're doing it legally you see as a member of congress you're allowed to make money legally based on insider information i don't know if that's true that's true. That's what, yeah. why was Nancy Absolutely. like, I don't know, my husband, we don't talk. <laughs> he bought it. <laughs> because of optics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all a scam. Yeah. There, there yeah, was, Barack in Obama fact, had a net worth of under $300,000 when he became president. And now, there was, there was, in fact, a bill uh, entered into committee. I don't remember. I didn't research much about it uh, in Congress last month that mm-hmm. was trying to make it illegal for congress members to uh, do insider trading and despite polls which showed that 80 percent of americans support it there were only like 12 congress critters who were mm-hmm. even remotely interested in supporting and not one democrat yep yep and it's kind of uh, amazing that only 80 percent of the people would support this why isn't it 99 percent that's because 20% of the people are morons who cannot and probably live in California. Yeah, there you go. Sounds about right. It's all the Californians. It's always the Californians fault. That's what it comes down to. Well, that's what or, you're seeing in polls. There's always about that number of 15 to 20% that you go, who are these people? Well, that's who they are. It's about right. It's that 15% that goes, well, no, 
we don't want the schools telling the parents what they're teaching their kids. That's the people well, in California. If you own a house in California, you're probably in the top 1%. Oh, the, yeah, no kidding, because <laughs> yeah. you, you can't afford anything unless you are. And, and being taxed as such. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're, they're um, uh, oh, actually, it's uh, sorry, it just reminded me, and I, I'm, I actually, I got to run pretty quick here, too, but it reminded me of one last topic, which is. Um, We're trying to keep you it, in Mexico, Gene. The- I know, right? It's like you bastards. In, uh, in Facebook, just announced layoffs. Did you guys hear? No. But I believe yes. that. And I can't remember whether it was two thousand or twenty thousand or some other number, but it was it was a sizable, bigger than they've ever had size layoff that they're projecting. It hasn't happened yet, but they're talking about it. Uh, Zuckerberg's been talking about how they they're going to need to do a layoff. Well, Zuck needs money uh, to interfere with the next election. Well, and, that that could be a reason right there. Yeah, it, it's also possible that there was some bean counter there who actually started doing math and going. You know, woke employees don't do any work. We don't need <laughs> yeah, these people. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They're they're working air quotes from home and not really being productive. I mean, they're being activists on company time. Oh, the, they're but the company has always been for that. They're like they've. I mean, it's not. That. Yeah, it's not Facebook. But you remember Google's twenty percent time basically said, uh, "Yeah, you go work on your own projects for twenty yeah. percent of your time that we'll pay you for." And yeah, a lot of people that, decided yeah. to use that for their activism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that works as long as the company is making money. That yeah. making yeah. money part is going downhill largely again due to the economy. Yeah, because advertising, which is the main source of running on Facebook, I think right now the budgets are shrinking. Like who has money to advertise when your profitability is going down the toilet? Nobody. You, you know, I predicted in 1996 that the advertising model of monetization on the internet was unsustainable and was going to crash. Mm-hmm. And I still maintain that prediction is going to come true. It just took a little bit longer than I expected. Well, it's because yeah. advertising has gone through a few different phases. And when it all started, we were all thinking banner ads. Nobody was thinking Facebook. Uh, thinking banner ads. No, I was the one who making, was putting up blocking. a page that was full of 30 banner ads from various places and then setting up bots to click them all. <laughs> right. You were getting paid per click. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, now you should have been working at Twitter because that's yes. what they do. They got plenty of bots now. They got plenty of bots clicking ads. They're cl- well, it didn't take too long for them to become wise to the, you know, about the time they're like, you know, this page doesn't have any content at all. <laughs> Except and ads. Yet it's it's in our top 10% of clicks. People uh-huh. love the page. They love the ads. It's like watching the Super Bowl only for the commercials. That's what people are doing here. They're like, I want to see ads. I want to click on banners. I feel good. Yeah. Helping you out. Not just so collecting money. The bots money. actually bought product. No one would care. That's true. That's true. If there was a uptick in money making, that's all that matters. Follow the money no matter what. It's not about the bots. It's about the fact that there's no sales. That yeah. is the problem. That is the problem. But there may not be a sale then with Twitter. We don't know. Yeah. But I am very curious to see who will end up getting laid off uh, from Facebook because I've been to Facebook a few times and it's always, I just always have to shake my head when I'm there because I'm, I'm looking around. Nobody's working. And there's all kinds of free shit everywhere uh, from, you know, the, the, the gourmet restaurants inside of the building that are free 
to employees, you know, and they'll yes. probably just lay off the non-essential ones like their developers and testers. Oh yeah. 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 Um, That's a good they, point. They've got to keep the really essential people like the sensors and the psychologists working on ways to keep retention high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Cause I, I don't know that they really need developers today. Besides no. keeping it up when and was, running. When was the last time they rolled out new features or, or made it in any improvements at all to the site? Right. Well, that's exactly what people are saying about Twitter. And it's like, they haven't really unloaded anything different for years yet. Oh, come on. They, they, they allowed you to edit your tweets. Is there really, is that really a thing now? I haven't noticed. It is. It is a thing. I think you can like 30 minutes up to 30 minutes after the tweet has been posted, you can edit it to. So, you know, your first set, uh, the first 10 minutes of people reacting, you, you post the most horrible thing ever and everybody freaks out and reacts to it. And then you can go ahead and edit it. And, and now you, you know, they're the ones being unreasonable. Right. Makes sense. That's why you, there yeah. wasn't an edit well, button in the first place. I haven't had a Twitter account in like four years. So this is all news to me. Well, we'll create one yes. for you. Yes, I, we. In fact, an informal poll shows that two thirds of Darren's co-hosts have deleted their Twitter accounts. <laughs> really, it's a trend. Hey, Larry still got his. Oh, okay, interesting. And uh, and Jennifer has one, so it'll be fifty fifty. So it'll be fifty fifty. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see which one works best. That's all. The bots are real, yeah. and uh, as we talked about on this past unrelenting, which was just before this show. I don't know if there's really, if Twitter holds any sway. I know that's where all the bots go and where people go to freak out and lose their mind, but yes, that's, that's where the bots go to get their news. Right. I, well, I tell you what, here's the sway that Twitter holds it. It is when I do research for this show and another show that I do occasionally called angry tech news. Yeah. Like once a month now. Mm-hmm. Hey, I did one last night. Like once a month. Yeah. I saw that. <laughs> uh when I'm doing research for that, uh, the vast, vast majority of official quotes from one person or another is the the news blogs that I'm getting my information from are quoting Twitter. They're yeah, you know, yeah they're saying totally. you know such and such finance minister on Twitter said this, and then they'll yeah. quote a tweet. <laughs> and, uh, you know, such yep. and such, and and half the time, an entire story is written around one tweet. Yeah, like. Yeah. You know, somebody will, you know, somebody will tweet out, uh, I really think that uh, electric cars are the future. And then the entire story will be written saying, if so-and-so believes that electric cars are the future and here's 4,000 words telling us more about it. That Well, there was a, uh, a which is not significantly different than what I do as a podcaster, but go on. There's a tweet that the guy who started Rumble uh, sent to Musk saying, hey, I've been a longtime fan and you know, this thing with Twitter doesn't work out or whatever, I, I'd love to uh, have us work together. And the response from Musk was uh, interesting, maybe we'll talk at some point. Or something innocuous, just <laughs> said, not saying no, but definitely not saying yes. And then I just saw a story in, what was it? It, was, uh, it, wasn't, the, it wasn't the New York Times, but it was something uh, it might have been WAPO that says, uh, Elon Musk uh, in talks to acquire um, <laughs> Rumble. Rumble. Wow. Yeah. And literally, no, those were like, talks. there's it's not nothing. Wrong. There's nothing there. There's a, the, it's a nothing sandwich. 
But that and they're is just what coming is, up with this shit. Right. Well, this is what overflows on Twitter. Useless news and speculation. Mm-hmm. Except without yeah. the news. Right. Well, it'll be interesting to see whether this whole Twitter sale goes through. Because I, I don't know, uh, Bemrose, if you uh, heard we were talking earlier on the previous podcast that uh, uh, the, the latest as of yesterday is Twitter's board is not accepting Musk's bid now. I've seen it go back and forth each way, and I've yeah. had no desire to report on it, it, it because at this point, it's it stopped being tech news, and now it's a soap opera. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I don't know, man. I, I think that uh, he's going to lose money on this thing. I would be shocked if he figures out a way to make money on this. Do you think, okay, honest question. Do you think his goal when he started the whole Twitter thing was to make money on it? I think just I kind of assumed his his goal was to stir the comment. pot. Yeah. 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 Totally. I think for him, not buying it would have been the cheaper option. Yeah. But buying it's not really good. You know, it's it's like us going, oh, and, I have to buy that candy bar that you caught me putting in my pocket. Okay. And normally when you do when you buy a large company, it's because you think that the company is going to make you money. And I don't think right. that there's anyone in the world who thinks that Twitter is going no. to make Musk forty billion dollars. Both Twitter and Tesla stock are down this morning. Good thing I don't have either. I don't believe. So it, it's it's interesting because I expect the uh, Tesla stock to be down because obviously people recognize that Musk is throwing money away. But uh, Twitter stock being down is a little weird because unless people are thinking now he's not going to buy it, in that case, it should be down. But I don't know. It, it's... I, I think a lot of it is knee jerk. I think his initial like desire to buy it was a knee jerk thing, but I also think that his current like fuck it, I'm just going to pay the full price is also knee jerk after the whole incident with uh, the bots with from Zelensky. Well, he was trying to avoid a lawsuit, it appears, and taking the cheaper way out there, and then that's obviously maybe backfiring. I don't know. I don't know that that's cheaper. I think the lawsuit was still going to be cheaper but whatever it'll be it's it is a soap opera at this point so but anyway guys it's been fun i gotta go catch my flight hey enjoy your trip back and, and all right i'll, I'll see and what make kind sure of you don't end up in california day. by accident right don't let him send you <laughs> yeah, right then he really exactly. would have trouble escaping later yeah. gene all right bye that is sir gene of sir gene speaks yes and and good riddance. Now we can talk tech again. <laughs> and also, yeah, make sure you plug my podcast. Oh, damn it. He's still on. <laughs> also of unrelenting <laughs> and so many other ones and some new one. Good old boys gone bad. It sounds very like uh, girls gone wild, but not as cool. But the uh, and there it goes, Gene, his head has disappeared. Is OK, Adam now Curry he's going to he, let me think he was clear. You know, I start talking trash about him. I like hear his voice. Like, what? <laughs> well, that is the way to debate me. That is the weird thing about clean feed is that it doesn't show you everybody in the conversation if you're not the host. <laughs> so you never really know how many no. people are in on the uh, in on no, the conversation. No, not unless I can hear his voice. He might still be listening to me right now. Possible. It is possible. Uh, I could have the stream on. I do have another potential explanation. I don't think this is really the reason, but uh, you know, I'm using it as a segue for why Tesla stock might be down. Yes. Another tech story. That no agenda scooped us on. Oh yeah, Florida. Yeah, water. The, the, the what? What happens <laughs> when you take an electric vehicle and you flood it? 
It explodes. With seawater. Quite often. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because salt gas water. Engines, yeah. You know, gas engines don't react well to salt water and the car could very easily be ruined, but it doesn't burn for six days. Yeah. It does not explode and burn. And this is something that obviously has not been thought of. And I don't know it's how. It's clearly something you, if you live in California and you spend all your time in California and do all your testing in te- California, you probably don't design your cars for hurricane storm surge. No, but there has been, you know, it's not even just hurricane storm surge. We get flooding in the area here from time to time, you know, where you Fresh see cars water. halfway underwater, you know, it's, uh, it's something that happens. I mean, yes, it, it's something that happens, but not in California, of course. Oh, of course. Never. No, well, never. Any actually, it, it, same as where I am. Uh, I, it rains like a mofo all the damn time here. Uh, well, except for this summer, which has been a drought, but whatever. But I live in a place that has geography. I am not worried about flooding because if we got a flash storm of three feet of rain in an hour, well, actually, that'd be a lot and there'd probably be some serious erosion. But if we got a lot of rain, my place would not flood. It all goes down into the river valleys. Now, people who built their house on the river would have some flooding problems, but California, same way. It, it, there's 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 geography. There's hills. There's you don't worry about flooding unless the land is flat. There, flooding is not something that people in California think about unless you're in. So I don't know if you're designing a smartphone. I mean, car in California. There's a lot of things like cold weather that you just right. don't design for. Which we're still not really sure how the electric vehicles work long term. In the cold, which, like you said, not well, as far as we can tell. Well, the the latest is that it looks like uh, like a Minnesota winter. Your electric car, you just have to assume straight 40 percent off of your range, which is not great to begin with. That that seems to be the number. Now, if you look at the marketing materials from the people selling you electric cars, you'll never see that number. But that seems to be about where it's at from testing and from people who've bought cars and go. How come it says 200 miles, but I can only drive a hundred. It's cold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's always cold though. In uh, Michigan or Minneapolis or. And I, I think that I don't know if that 40% is before or after you account for the fact that there's no engine heat to warm the compartment. You have to burn battery power for that too. No, oh, that's an interesting. Like if you concept. want to be not frozen when you get there. Right. Because you have to generate heat for the interior, which. In a normal gas-powered vehicle, that heat is coming from the engine. Well, in a normal gas-powered vehicle, that heat is waste heat that the engine is always creating. Right. And the only difference is whether you direct the heat into the compartment or direct the heat into the radiator to be sent off into the air. Makes sense. But electric-powered cars don't generate heat as a waste product, which is very nice in terms of energy efficiency when it's not really cold out. But then if you do want to warm the compartment, you still need to use use that energy for something right well then your range is going even further down because you don't want to die of hypothermia on your way but and there's, this flooding there's plenty stuff. of cool tr- there are plenty of cool tricks by the way if you have an electric car in in minnesota or, or illinois light a fire well no what you do is you turn on the heater before you unplug the car oh i mean so you but- use it right off your uh house line whatever you get installed yeah. there for uh, that 
yeah, use up grid power because, you know, the grid can handle it no matter what, other than the other story that I've got where the grid keeps going down. But, but this thing with the flooding. So basically, we have just figured out that Florida is not a environment that is suitable for current electric vehicles. And I don't know what is the answer to this because these it's because of the battery that these things are igniting correct yes so the only thing you can maybe do is try to isolate the battery from the water and uh, okay so in general these batteries are sealed um they are uh you know large components usually sealed in plastic um and they are watertight you can if you you know if you drive through a puddle you're not going to ruin your battery most of the time. And the problem is that the, the plastic is not all, you know, injection molded plastic. It's usually put together with metal rivets of some kind and salt water corrodes metal. And so if you, even if you test it in a puddle, even if you park it in a puddle, your plastic enclosure is going to be fine. But if you park it in a puddle of seawater, the seawater will find a way in. Seawater is impressively corrosive and it will, you know, if I mean, if you park a car in seawater for very long, you're going to corrode all kinds of really important things. But with a regular gas engine, what happens is the car won't start and maybe your brakes get rusted shut and it won't move and you have to be towed off. Right. But it becomes a lump of metal. It doesn't become a bomb. <laughs> and. The problem ultimately is, uh, you know, in what's going on in Florida is that a lot of Teslas that are parked in places that get flooded are getting seawater or, or, uh, yeah, and it's not just Teslas. It's all electric vehicles. I, I keep pe- picking on Tesla because they deserve it, but any electric vehicle that gets disabled and ends up in a puddle of salty water. If it stays there for very long, the water will eventually find a way to intrude into the battering compartment. And so if you're if you just got stuck on the side of a road and had to abandon your car because a tree came down in front of you or because you got flooded out and you you know this is this happens a lot of places if you're caught out in a hurricane you come back and your car seems perfectly fine people drive by and they're like yeah just waiting for a tow truck just like a gas powered car was but an electric one it could be several days later that the water finally intrudes on the battery and then a car, which has looked dead for several days, just suddenly explodes. And you don't want that in your garage at the time. No, it's and yeah, on the on the road, maybe it's fine if cars explode randomly. You're just driving by. It's like, yeah, I feel like I'm in the demilitarized zone of North <laughs> Korea. Just boom, boom. Like, but when it explodes in your house, it will sometimes take your house with it. It's inconvenient. That is the inconvenient truth, Al Gore. So. Yeah, uh, the specifically the uh, Florida's fire marshal. I didn't quite understand this because it said it gave the name Jimmy Patronus, the Florida's fire marshal and financial something like I, I OK, I didn't understand that. Do but, a double duty. Uh, yeah, he's got <laughs> two jobs and I don't know why the the uh, financial marshal. I don't know. It's like being podcaster but and brain surgeon. The, the quote from him, which, by the way, this quote came from Twitter oh. was. There's a ton of EVs disabled from Ian as those batteries corrode fires start. That's a new challenge that our firefighters haven't faced before, at least on this kind of scale. 
So um, how many, do we have any idea how many cars this has affected in Florida? Do they have any guess? If I had to guess, I'd say it's less than a couple dozen total, but uh, of, of cars that have actually exploded, but EVs catching fire, probably hundreds yeah, uh, EVs right being now, disabled and potentially being bombs, probably yeah. hundred thousands. And I'm guessing right now in Florida, electric vehicles are probably two to 3% of, or am I totally wrong on this, uh, of the overall vehicles on the road? Uh. Last stat I saw, well, the last stat I saw was in California. It was 14%. And the rest of the nation was more like seven or eight. So about you. So even if we guess but five to seven, I, I would guess. Yeah. And it's a major problem. With, Just wait which would until mean it's one in 20 cars on the road. Yeah. Which, well, we'll wait until it's all 20 of 20 and then the flooding is going to be fun. Yeah. Well, 2035 for the left coast. Yep. Otherwise it's illegal. You can't buy. Well, there's the, what's the date I'm buying. And then there's going to be the date on when you can actually drive a gas powered vehicle or you're just not going to be able to get gas. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know about, I don't don't know when that is for California. I think they've set one. I'm not sure. I know that they have not set one of those for Washington because it, it was a big point in Inslee's walking back when he was said, no, you can't have gas powered vehicles after he's like, no, 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 no. We're not saying that you can't have gas powered vehicles. We're just saying you can't buy one. Right. So what does that mean? Well, so, so the, the, the political climate was not such that he could reveal his entire evil plan just yet. He's waiting to mention that later after people have cooled off. But again, this is things that people don't think of. And when you start putting laws on the books, to force something without understanding the concept that this was bringing, or maybe they do, maybe they know, and this is part of it of the, everything needs to crash to make the radical left happy. And maybe this is part of it that they know it's going to happen. They know this is going to screw up all of society because the vehicles. I, I, just I sus- not, I'm sorry. Just, I mean, they, they have to know. I mean, again, you don't have to know, but it takes a certain amount of stupidity to start making laws without going, Hey, you know, my first question before you would make any laws would be like, well, how could this possibly go poorly? And it's like, nobody thought of, well, you know, if uh, we have a hurricane and things flood, you know, these electric vehicles might just all start on fire. <laughs> well, the, the, the charitable explanation is that these are unintended consequences of people who think, who think that government is their God and that laws are the panacea panacea for everything the less charitable more cynical explanation is that they know damn well what they're doing i kind of lean that way i i i know i i don't believe that most of the people who are you know most of the legislators who are just voting for this stuff and the people who are advocating it and the people who are shrieking on facebook and reddit and twitter that of course we have to do this to save the planet i think the vast majority of those are being duped and they're just retards who don't want to do their own research and instead want to shout the opinion that they've been fed from their social media. However, at the very top, yes, I'm absolutely sure that there are a few people who are pulling strings and know exactly what they're doing. And the only question is what do they ultimately want? Do they want the whole system to crash or do they just want the system to change enough that they will forever be in power? One of those, Something like that. They both kind of lead to the same end, though, don't they? Well, it's not good for the rest of us. <laughs> no, no. 
you know, gasoline, and, uh, it's, it's the, the technology works with gas powered vehicles. You know, uh, we've talked about the same thing also. Well, if some moron just keeps driving down the expressway and lets their vehicle run out of charge, it's not an easy thing like with a gas engine where somebody can come by with a gallon yeah. and pour it in. Yeah, you just pour in a gallon of electrons. Thanks. Uh huh. Like, <laughs> how does that work? It doesn't. But nobody considers this. And when you're like, you know, it's one thing to encourage people to go with electric cars. I understand that electric cars have advantages in certain areas. I think they'd be a lot of fun to drive. And if you don't need to go very far on your daily yeah, on, commute on, on a track, they're sure. a lot of fun. <laughs> yes. I mean, and even in reality, they can be a lot of fun if you're only driving a few miles yeah. a day. I mean, if, if you're only commuting from, from Kitsap to Tacoma every day, not that I know anyone like that, the, uh, your electric vehicle might be great. Hey, Bemlet, the, <laughs> you know, the world that we exist in now, our buddy Larry, if he wakes up in the morning in California and like, I want to drive to New York City, you can easily do that. You can't with an electric vehicle. And why would you want to, though? To get the hell out of California. I mean, you New wind York up in City, New York, though? so you want to stop somewhere else. <laughs> I tell you what, it, it, the when you saw the images of people rushing into floods to go save people trapped by rising water, was it was it blue blue haired people with nose piercings and Antifa stickers driving Teslas that were doing it? No, no. it was the redneck coal rollers rollers who were missing teeth and had gun racks and it, okay, I'm horribly stereotyping, but I'm just saying. It's not the you're not driving your electric car into danger to save people. It's no. all the people with the gas powered pickup trucks. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I'm really hoping that the uh, emergency vehicles are still going to run on a fuel that. Uh, yeah. 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 I, when the electric powered <laughs> tow trucks come about, you, it's you're, really, you're never being safe. It's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. I had another story uh, about electric cars. As long as we're piling on, this one's a little bit older, but uh, comes from the drive. Ooh. Was uh, it, uh, I, this one is hardly dated? It qualifies as an anecdote, but but it raised my ire. Um, it was an owner of a 2010 Chevy Volt, which was a very early electric car. Right. Um, the Chevy Volt. If you have a 2010, uh, according to Carfax will resale for about $10,000. So they, they hold their value. All right. Um, but he hit a rock on the road and it punctured the battery compartment and he went in for it to have it serviced and they quoted him how much to replace the battery pack or to, to repair whatever he hit when he hit a rock. 28,000. You were damn close. 31,000. And so uh, 30,600 something or other. That's inconvenient when the car's worth 10. Yeah. Why is that? Well, GM isn't making those batteries anymore. It's a 12 year old car. And in the modern era, 12 years old is for any consumer product is what the hell you should be throwing that away and buying a brand new one. Never mind that I'm driving a 20 year old gas powered car, 2021 20, now. Yeah. And, um, still running great or that, you know, when I was growing up 12 years old, that was practically new for appliances or vehicles. It, right. I mean, you cars just should last driving. a long they time. Sh- not they should last a long time, but 12 years old. Nope. 
GM, it's out of warranty. GM no longer makes the batteries. In order to get the battery, it had to be sourced from a third party. They didn't say who, but it doesn't matter. And uh, that third party making a completely custom battery for a 12-year-old car, $30,000. Now, also, this, this they, makes... they also said that they weren't going to uh, be able to recycle the battery because it wasn't a standard design. Nice. Well, so, th- this obviously makes the most expensive part of your vehicle, the battery. Uh, yeah. For EVs, it has been for a long time. And it's one of the more likely to fail in some way. Well, the most likely to fail, right? Yeah. Whether it be from, from parking in a corrosive liquid or from hitting debris on the road, or simply the fact that there's a whole lot of chemistry going on inside there and it wears out. Right. The battery is the part that's going to need replacing. The battery is the part that uses a ridiculous amount of rare earth elements that are really hard to come by. And we are highly, highly dependent on, mines in places like china in order to get those the cobalt and the lithium um you know what remember tell me again what are what is the main elements that go into a gas engine it's um gas. Oh yeah, iron <laughs> well it, uh, well and the engine the yes. fuel no the main fuel is gas the main fuel for an electric vehicle of course is coal oh right because you have to burn the coal to create the energy yeah to plug it in but the reality is at this point, it seems that electric vehicles are not the green utopia everybody has been selling the world and, on. And no, they're not. The The propaganda has been wrong since the beginning. They are extremely valuable in a narrow range of applications, and the range of applications is growing every day. Well, is this just another case of people going, well, you know what? By the time people need to replace the batteries, we'll have figured out a solution on how to make those cheaper. Well, that's very much the Silicon Valley way. Yes. It's ship it and we'll we'll fix it in the patch. Well, and then, and then the patch, they realize they can't fix it and it's still going to cost you more than the car to replace your battery, which is should be criminal because otherwise you have a fully functioning vehicle and you're going to throw that away because it's cheaper to buy a new vehicle with because the batteries are too expensive to replace. Yeah. They haven't been working on obviously making these things so they are retrofitted for whatever new batteries coming out. They really need to work on something if this was going to succeed. Although the interesting thing is, as we know, this technology is still relatively new with making these batteries at this power at this size. So the batteries are going to keep getting better. But the problem with that is that the older ones are all going to keep constantly being left by the wayside which means there's going to be tons of electric vehicles that are left for dead because of the battery situation have you have you seen the pictures there was a there's a picture that goes around memes every once in a while this is from a few years ago now of a government agency in france who had spent a ridiculous amount of taxpayer money to convert their entire fleet of something like thousands of cars to all electric and the electric cars, all the, of the fleet ran for five or six years. And then one by one, they just stopped working. The batteries are probably what wore out. Uh, but the picture is of just row after row after row of hundreds of these identical electric cars sitting there because they don't know how to get rid of them. 
<laughs> they're just sitting in, in a parking lot or a field or something. Yeah, I believe that. Because what is the lifespan? If I go buy a Tesla today, what are they promising me that the battery that ships with the car, how long is that going to last? Do you I know? haven't tried to buy a Tesla recently, but the, the answer is how long is their warranty? Well, that's true, which is uh, not long know, enough. On, on the Chevy Volt, that was, I think, seven years. After that, well, then you're out of luck. Yeah. Throw that, the car away. Much, you know, what GM is saying is, is this thing that you bought is no longer worth anything because you've had it too long and go buy a new one. Because, of course, that's, you know, they're financially incentivized to do that. Because that's good for the planet. No, I thought being able to use the same thing for years and years and years, renewable was good, not replace, replace, replace. I and know. I had... I had one other electric car story. I don't, it's not nearly as interesting, but uh, uh, it, it has to do with the, 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 oh, we'll fix it in another update. Uh, Tesla has decided, and then this is their right on their newer cars, that they're going to start removing the expensive radar that is being used to, uh, you know, right now they're, they're self-driving and uh, features and stuff like that are using a combination of, uh, cameras and radar and sound sensors to detect any kind of obstacles around them and also to detect things like road signs. Okay. Um, makes sense. They are removing the radar from their car, uh, presumably because it's expensive and they think that they don't need it. That's fine. If they can get the system working without the radar, if they can get it working with just the cameras and the microphones and stuff, then great. Good for them. Um, you know, I, I don't know how much they've tested this. I hope that they've, you know, tested it in, in a, a muddy Seattle winter where the car in front of you is throwing <laughs> up a ton of mud. And right. Cause, Cause I tell you what, you drive on Seattle roads in December and your headlights stop working because they're just caked up with that much dirt and crap. But maybe they figured out how to, you know, maybe they got wipers on their, the cameras. I don't know. Well, they would have but, to do something if you're relying on cameras for a safety aspect of the car to not realize they could I mean, again, although you're right, a lot of this design work happens in a sterile environment that they never consider. Yeah. Oh, in California. Dirt. <laughs> oh, snow, <laughs> ice. Oh, we. Yeah, it, didn't it's think. not just mud. There are places where that problem's even worse because frozen water gets piled up against the front of your car. Yes. So, so then what happens with that's even worse because the cameras get partial information that is skewed. Yeah. So I hope they've got a solution to that. I don't know anything about that, but here's the part of this story that bugged me. And that is they are pushing out an update to all Teslas, including the ones that have the radar hardware to make it stop using the radar. Because wait, 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 wait. So because they're pulling the radar out of newer vehicles, they're disabling it on the old ones. Effectively. Yes. And to make them all work the same, I guess. I, I guess it's so that they don't have to maintain multiple versions of the software. Yeah, I'm welcome not to really Windows. sure. Yeah. Welcome to why Apple started making all their own hardware. Uh, yeah. So uh, gee, we need a driver for the video card. Damn it. Um, so they are uh, one of the thing, the effects that is happening is that even on the cars that are equipped with radar and have had the following features, they are no longer going to after this software update because they relied on the radar, the auto steer, uh, the blind spot warning, 
the automatic emergency braking and uh oh never mind i'm sorry that's the list of ones that do say i, I should have read this article before bringing it um well that's never stopped anybody before no it, it really should so that will no, continue to work oh park assist auto park summon and smart summon which allow the vehicle to be dri- to drive itself out of a parking garage and come to you um those are going to stop working <laughs> the blind no. spot warning and auto emergency braking apparently will continue to function they want to point out so well that's good but, the, the smart park I'm, I'm wondering why nobody's had or maybe they have their car destroyed with a baseball bat or a tire iron when you see like these commercials where the guy's like well the spot is so small i can never fit in there and then exit my car by opening my door so he does the little automatic thing and i'm like what if the motherfucker next to you doesn't have that yeah <laughs> what if he wants to get into his car <laughs> uh-huh this is not gonna end well because not everybody has that ability yeah pro tri- pro tip Always keep a few caltrips in your car so that you can drop them underneath the wheels of the car that was parked like an asshole. Uh, what's a caltrip? Caltrip? Yeah, what is that? It's it's the little tetrahedron thing with spikes on it that oh. you can drop. Okay, uh, yes. you know, way, way back in the day, you'd spread them on the ground and people who'd, who were falling, like if, if you're running away from someone, you spread them on the ground and whoever's chasing you steps on them and gets spikes in their foot. And in more modern eras, they're used uh, like they they can be spread on the road like a spike strip. Right. So that would basically the stuff that's in a spike strip that they pull out. This would just be some yes. loose little nuggets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if you don't have something official like caltrips, just take some nails. And if you wedge them diagonally against the, the, the tire, then as soon as they pull backward, the nail will drive itself right into the tire. I mean, there's all kinds of evil things you can do in a parking lot. And how often then do you just sit there and wait for the person to come out? I, you know, I, for a long time, I wanted to go print up some custom bumper stickers and I'm talking like the real bumper stickers, the ones that are made of the super brittle plastic with the glue that is like a death epoxy that you need special solvent to get rid of. Yeah. The kind of, the kind of bumper sticker that when you try to peel it off, you get a, a quarter sized piece of the plastic and the rest of it's still on there. And you have to get at it with a scraper. Right. It I wanted to print up bumper, stick, to come off. bumper stickers like that that said, I am a parking lot asshole. <laughs> and just start putting them on cars. <laughs> That's a great idea. We can fact, sell the, those. The cars that deserve it most are the jack offs who will stop in the lane of travel and wait for somebody to pull out of a parking spot, sometimes for several minutes. Yes. And oh, it's okay that I'm being a rude motherfucker who's being a total dick and blocking traffic because I've got my blinker on. Right. That makes everything better. No, it doesn't. You dumbass. If the person You're blocking traffic, go find another spot. Right. If the person is not in their car and the rear lights are on for them to be backing up, you keep going. Yeah. If, if they're not physically coming out of the parking spot, that's the only time it's okay to stop because at that point, you you're preventing them if you don't stop you're preventing them from getting out so it's cool to stop if somebody is actually in the process of backing out but if they're still putting groceries in their trunk they're not coming out you don't get to stop that parking spot is still occupied no don't you understand that's the costco way it is and it's one of the reasons why i abandoned costco back in the day yeah because the people in the parking lots at costco are the biggest dickholes in the entire world 
in Costco. Every one of them with a minivan and yes, SUV. A, parked in the aisle of travel with their blinker on thinking, oh, my blinker's on, so it's all good. And then you sit there and you glare at them like, what the hell are you doing? You are in my way. And they're like, they just hold up one hand and go, oh, it's okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be a total dick. Yes, you do. As they wait Turn for somebody off. to totally unload their cart into the car. Then go bring the cart back to all, unless they're assholes too. Then they bring the cart back to the cart caddy. You know, all this can take minutes. And I've got a <laughs> half the time. There's a spot like 15 spots behind it. It's like, yeah. can you not walk? I always park at the back of the lot. So I don't have to interact with those assholes, but I will tell you, I've got a great story that it was, it was just Lisa and I, when back when she was still smoking and um, we came out of the store and are going up and there's somebody creeping along real slow. Oh, they're right following you. They're lurking yeah. because they think you're like, I know what this person is. And we go to the car and open up the car and put the groceries in and everything. And I made sure to be real slow about it. And Lisa gets in the car and I finally put everything in. And this asshole still got their blinker on blocking traffic. There's like three cars stuck behind him. And I get in, I sit down, I pull my keys out. I look, the dude is still sitting there with a the blinker. And I said, Hey, you know, it's like, 10 minutes to get home. You sure you don't need a smoke? <laughs> and so she gets out and we both stand next to the car and she lights a cigarette. And this Wait, person they, probably they sat there? there for five more minutes before finally driving off and realizing that we were fucking with them. Right. Cause otherwise at that point I would have gone back in for a hot dog. Like, Oh, we're going to get a hot dog. Now we're just taking yeah, a break. I've, I've done that too, but it's more effective if you stay near the car and give them hope. <laughs> oh, they're going to leave soon. They're going to leave soon. They're going to leave soon. No, no, they're not. They're not going to leave soon. No, I tell you what, if, if it's me, that's in the car that you're waiting on, I'm not going to leave ever. As long as your ass still has your blinker on. There is no parking lot etiquette. And it's the same thing with the assholes who leave their carts everywhere. And the way I look at it, there is so many cameras in the Costco parking lot if they really wanted to, but obviously it's not good for their business, but I would just make it like a fee. Like, uh, if you find somebody who didn't return their cart to their cart caddy. It's like, you know who they are because everybody's a member. You could follow them walking out of your store. So it's like, okay, I see you check out. I see which car you go to. If you do not return your cart, I would just be like, well, that's a $50 fee on your card. Otherwise your membership's expired. You know, it's like, you have to pay that if you want to shop here ever again, that would keep people from leaving their cart in the middle of the parking lot. You just reminded me of another story. This one only happened a week ago. Oh, well, see, this is soon. This is relatively recently. No, it just, just, it's a story of, of me being a a vindictive asshole and liking to operate as the instrument of somebody else's karma. Um, Well, somebody has to do it. The universe is busy in, in the parking lot. And I, I think I'd walked away from my car and I see this person come out with a cart. The card had like two bags in it. And if it were me, I would just carry both bags. But I don't know. Maybe she felt weak. I, I, I'm not going to judge her for using a card. But she opens up the trunk. She puts both bags in the trunk. And then she pushes the cart off to the side so that it is dead center in the empty parking spot next to her. <laughs> and then she gets in and sits in the car. And it starts fiddling, I don't know, with her makeup or some fiddling with something in the car. But she's looking like she's about to drive off. So as I walk by, I just kind of casually grab the cart, move it a little bit and leave it right behind her car. (laughs) So that at the very least, she's going to have to 
get out of her car. Like, well, this- it is. It's an inconsiderate thing to do. I mean, what the hell? You, oh, and by the way, this was two spots away from one of those spots with the racks that you're supposed to oh. put the carts. See, that's she, even she worse. She literally could have taken it 15 feet farther. Yes, it is that people are fucking assholes who don't care about anybody else but themselves, and they deserve to get that karma. I mean, that really would have been great if that story would have ended. You put the cart right behind her car. She didn't see it, tried to back out like a bat out of hell and ended up embedding a cart into the back of her uh, probably well, I'm SUV. skeptical that that's how it happened, but I can't say for sure that it didn't because after I just casually moved the cart, I didn't feel like still being right. there when she looked around so yeah you didn't want to I look like away. you were yeah you didn't want to look guilty <laughs> like the last you want to do just just keep walking keep walking keep walking even if you heard that then you'd be like oh got her yeah it, it you know the the trick is cool people never look at the explosions they cause right and you always just, walk away from them. you just video them for tiktok yeah that's Maybe been a that's while what i should have done yeah it's been a while since i've had issues with people in uh in parking lots, but there was it's a time been a while since you've been in a parking lot. That's true. Your house. That's true. I mean, I was out uh, not too long ago going to uh, the dentist again and the, and the girl, the, de- you know, the dental assistant's always like, Oh yeah, my, uh, when you get a crown, it always feels like it's a little wider. And that's, I've been biting my cheek for the last couple of days. It's getting better, but it, if I, how I, does that taste? If it seems like it's great, blood is a great taste. It need, needs a little salt. It kind of feels like you're some like lisping a little bit. Uh, it does need some hot sauce. That would make it heal up even faster. And the, feel great the whole time. I know it is. It's uh, I think it was Dame Tulula well, or Dame what Dame G. Somebody one of the dames in the troll room you, was like, I just did that the other day. It's like it's torture because once you bite your cheek oh, a little bit, then it like swells up. And so it's be, it, believe it or not, you have my sympathy. Uh, Long term listeners of this show are quite aware that I went through my own dental experience for yes. a period of about a year and a half. It took because it, you just had to, you have to go in and they do some things and mangle your mouth a bit. And then it takes several months to heal up. And then you go in and do it again. It is a process. It is a long process and it never feels quite right. Right. Afterward. I think, yeah, it seems different. It's different, which is what it is. You get used yes. to whatever, but that's, so the- is it time? I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, the last time I remember was like years ago when I used, you know, the times when you would carry your car keys in such a way that if you accidentally needed to, uh, you know, trip and maybe make a little contact with a car that. Yeah, I've done that. The key would break your fall. Yeah. You know, because the last thing people want is handprints all over their car. Right. You're being nice. You're doing the polite thing. It is doing the polite thing. If you are a, uh, I mean, I don't want to uh, misgender, but if you are somebody that That's likes Mr. Gender to you, exactly. If you're somebody that likes to wear spiked high heels, that's even more impressive than a key mark. You can go right, right through the metal on some of these cars. How do you like accidentally do that? Like, yeah, I'm, I was walking across the parking lot and I tripped and accidentally did a flying kick into the side of your car. Exactly. <laughs> Something like that. I agree. I mean, I'm, I'm who's going to question um, if I mean, if you want more tips on how to do horrible, horrible things, uh, hang out with one you thing you can the- do get, you know how you can get the little tiny spray bottles that you can refill with whatever that that hold like one ounce, the airplane type bottles with the little spray mist applicator. Yes. Put brake fluid in that. Oh, yeah. That'll have a great mix with paint. 
does some awesome little streaking stuff. Let me tell yeah. you. Yeah. And you just, it's so easy to just hide it in your palm and give it a little, a couple squeezes as you walk by. We have like a little and, glass and cleaner it'll be, bottle. It'll be days later before they really notice everything that, what exactly happened. Yes. It's not instantaneous, but it's a whole lot of fun. If you like these kind of tips, you should be supporting the show. Yes. We are a value for yes. value show. Follow us for more tips. Yeah. Grumpyoldbens.com slash donate. We do have a couple of people to thank for today's yes. show. Is is it time to read CSB's ad? And no, um, I don't think there's one on here. He got mad at me for calling him a monster the other day because he doesn't understand that monster to some people is a good thing. It was just a joke. It was a monster joke. To some people is a job finding site. Right. And I'm like, well, it's to some, it's an energy drink. And to some, it's overpriced HDMI cables. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. The it's the <laughs> all the audio cables. That was like the biggest scam in audio. When I worked at Circuit City, it was like, why would anybody want to spend like 50 bucks on cables that really don't sound any different than the $5 cable? Because they think they're getting better. They think they're getting better. But I'm like, no, I'm like, it's like, you're the monster of doodles, man. And he's like, well, that's negative. I'm, in, I'm like, I will never send Satoshi's to here pre-show ever again like okay i don't you know you got to do you but i'm like monsters of rock it's like don't you understand that's like the best uh that's you know the biggest baddest rock bands are the monsters of rock when the chicago bears were good which is I, very rare they were the monsters of the midway it's like that people use monsters like hey he had a monster aaron, aaron judge this year having a monster season well i i hate to interrupt your your anecdote because I really liked it, but I do in fact have a donation on my node for five Oh three, three sats from comic strip blogger. Really? When was it from? Uh, what time is it? Is it today? Cause I didn't get it. Although that's a great question. <laughs> that is a good question. It could have uh, been uh 2022, So this was Tuesday. Oh, so it came through earlier. So it, so. it is in fact for this show, which we are recording two days late. Oh, well, that must be why I didn't go back and look through those. So we'll get yeah. to the, he'll be he the says, deliminator though, because we yeah, first uh, have to oh. thank Blackbird. Okay. Who comes in with $20. And I know he was on no agenda social and was like, where's the show last on Wednesday. And then he's like, oh, okay. I listened to the last one and there, there was dental work. So it's, it's okay. Yeah. We gave in yeah, with well, money. At least you got to freak out before you realized all was good. Right. And we appreciate the donation. We appreciate you listening as dude named Kyle. Remember some young guy who gave us like way more money than anybody else, like 150 bucks on the last show. He came in with 333 with more information. I'm like, you know, oh. you could have just, you could have just sent more information, but uh, I you know, an email would work, but I do like it when it comes attached to money. Yes. doesn't matter how much money it always feels better when the notes attached to money. So we appreciate that. He says pizza game update. Which we do we need like a pizza game update theme song? We uh, might. If you feel like reading, don't feel obligated. No, no, this is content. So uh we're, we're more than obligated. <laughs> um just want to help show you guys there is a passive way to make nerd coins. Like, well, okay, I like a passive way to make nerd coins or any coin. First off, no, it was not an electric death trap. I have seen a local company, Pitt, Ohio, uses an electric box truck twenty-six feet. The batteries on this thing are massive and hang out about a foot from the ground. So I don't know. That's got to be great in an accident. Yeah. Well, it's just like a Tesla when it gets or a flood. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so it says game, but they have not implemented the game feature. Currently, it's more of a stake to earn. It utilizes three different NFTs and three different tokens. You have chefs, you have tools, you have assistants, and then you have pizza, roni, and soda, which you buy chefs and steak. 
to earn the token Roni, tools boost production of Roni, then tools can be turned into cups by locking up pizza AVAX liquidity in a liquidity pool and burning said tool. Now, everybody listening just had an aneurysm. I believe. I, I mean, my my eyes rolled back in my head just a little bit, but I think I got most of the gist. The it, it's effectively it it's kind of seamlessly mixing the game mechanics in with the with the crypto with the, the blockchain mechanics. Yeah, he says this and, helps uh, maintain liquidity in the pizza AVAX, so you can the, cash out pizza token forever. The only concern I have with that is when you release a patch that ends up nerfing one of the tools because it's op um it are are they going to refund the coins that were expended on that and and how are they you know how is that going to be reflected on the chain right they like feed the other ones because he says then cups produce soda and require a chef to be staked in the soda station i'm like this is just like okay it (laughs) can i can i throw out a weird thought sure if you're gonna put this much thought and real money uh-huh. into running a pizza joint. How is this different from just starting up your own small business? You probably should. You <laughs> probably should. All of the tokens have multiple purposes in the game to improve skills or to boost production or to reset fatigue. Okay. I need some of that. Pizza. I need, yeah, I need. Right. Where do we get the reset fatigue tokens? Well, up? right now, mine is in a ceramic cup in front of me. Ah, yes, caffeine, pizza, and soda have a limited supply of tokens, which I guess that also makes sense. Uh, whereas Roni does not. So you can get a, uh, unlimited Roni. It's intentionally inflation, inflationary. Inflationary, that's the word I'm looking for. There is also the factory in which you stake a chef to earn robot fragments, which are required to create assistance, assistance boost Roni or soda production without increasing fatigue this all takes place on the avax c chain this makes gas fees almost non-existent which that's good average fee is like five cents per transaction which also seems pretty good and it says the price of chefs has increased but only in avax value not in united states dollars obviously i should also mention of the 2500 that i have invested only 1500 was into the pizza game the rest was in failed games so see he had a thousand that went into games that went nowhere and he says i hope this helps explain things a bit more i think it does and it also does i think it helps yes i don't (laughs) think it explains things enough but i think it helps i think and and to be honest if you are really interested in this then i bet uh that uh sir sir kyle no he is uh some young guy dude named kyle oh yes okay dude named kyle would be willing if if you are interested, then go ahead and ping us with or without money, and we can probably connect you with dude named Kyle to explain this in much greater detail. He can sell you a virtual pizza I franchise. I feel like there's a lot more depth to this topic than we've explored. And it seems like he's made money at this, which is good because the overall crypto market right now is uh, has not been pretty for a long, long time. Has it ever been pretty? There was a time where it was going up with regularity, but then, uh, well, it might've been lucrative. I pretty yes. is subjective. Yeah, that is, that is absolutely true. We did just get a 50,000 set boost from Murray who says, wow. because you mentioned it, wait, is that all we need to do is mention the old boost and they come rolling in? 
Boostagram, Boostagram, Boostagram. Well, that's how other shows do it. Yeah. Then, well, they have, we need like a screaming noise or something that triggers when a Boostagram comes in. Oh, I have a long list of noises that are truly obnoxious that we could use for something like that if we wanted to lower our show to that level. No, we don't want the, we don't want that kind of shenaniganery happening. Is that, is that a word, shenaniganery? It is now. But you have a uh, you have a boostagram from CSB yes, then. I have a boostagram from CSB, and we we also suddenly have a note on uh, NAS where see you you have officially annoyed him. I know. But the boostagram says, "Howdy, Bemrose and Darren. You're Howdy. invited to visit www.csb.lol website to see my cartoons about love, marijuana, and robots." Do all the, three do at all the three same of those time, go maybe. together? Yeah, and they together, could. Or are they? Se- I I need more information. I bet I can get it. At, at that website, the monsters of day, marijuana new cartoons, every single day, new cartoons there. You can watch them for free or own them by buying them as an NFT. Yo, yo, I own yo. a CSB NFT. I'm waiting for it to skyrocket to the moon, baby. He has a little that bit of is, doodle. In fact, the only boostergram that I have spotted. Well, that's <laughs> so. okay. Well, that's good. Cause the other day they weren't coming in again under the Satoshi's dot stream, but you have your own node. So you're a free. I have clear. my own node that I'm pretty sure has got some weird maintenance issues because it seems like the ones, the only ones I get are the, the really small ones. The, the CSB one was 5,033 sats, which was not super small. I mean, I absolutely appreciate it, but I've had people say things like, uh, Oh yeah, I sent you a hundred thousand. Did it go in? I'm like, no, no. Cause I don't think my channels support that. And it probably failed. Oh, well, Murray <laughs> can probably tell us severely. He was on fountain. I don't know what kind of information fountain gives, but usually they'll tell you if one of the splits has failed. Like I, the other day I got one just, but just the boost bot message came through during the rock and roll pre-show, but the actual sats never showed up. So, you know, so, well, BoostBot means the sats are getting to BoostBot. Right. So that part of the transaction worked. Yeah. But for everybody else, who knows? It's impossible to say. Because when, when there's a split, it, it, it effectively, you know, if there's a three-way split, then the client three transactions. Is, is supposed to initiate three separate transactions, any of which could fail independently. Yes, which is also one of the greatest things about it. And also one of the worst things about the system is that there's nothing that, uh, ensures what is well, supposed to go goes i can say with confidence that the system is improving and at a quite impressive rate yes that is true and we appreciate anybody for donating to the show whether it's by going to grumpy slash donate and clicking the donate button to do a one-time or monthly donation through paypal using the crypto wallets that we have listed there or using the Boostagrams and Boost with a podcasting 2.0 app, which you can get at new podcast apps. You can also use our P.O. Box address. And if you really want to, you can go to the Patreon site, patreon.com slash grumpy old bends, which I should have pulled for this site too, because it's the first one of the month, but I forgot. So I'll put that on for the next show. We've got a couple people over there, like Brian Janak and uh, Steve E and Steve McConnell. Which may be the only three, but we'll see. We appreciate everybody for donating, for listening, for doing all the crazy yeah. stuff we do. We we appreciate everybody who can stand to hear the sound of our voice every single week. Exactly. And uh, another 50,000 sats just came in from Murray and it says, this is for annoying CSB. So, woo, it's the annoying <laughs> CSB boost. If I annoy CSB, 
and people start boosting more than CSB boosts CSB, then you are you are not the monster of doodles anymore. Are, are, then. are we now instituting? You've got the system on the rock and roll show, right? Where if somebody donates enough, you will stop the current song. Yeah, NetNed did that once, and it was originally, which is what NetNed used, which was thirty three thousand three thirty three. But that was when that was worth something. Now it's only like six bucks. So, I mean, we may need to rejigger that one. It's not worth six bucks to, to skip forward to from to your next Taylor Swift song. Exactly. Well, it depends if the song had a donation that was attached to it, which also happens. Uh, Fletcher just boosted 10,010 sats with a wave file. Well, I can't play that on here. I mean, I'm sure this is a, a great sound of something. But I don't think I can save this. I know you can. Well, I mean, I, I'm. But see, I read the uh, Telegram boost from you, a remote you, a remote uh, desktop to another machine. So I would have to. Uh, maybe I can. Okay, I can maybe copy this link, bring it into a browser no, here. Well, if if you need it in your other machine, look in the troll room. Boostbot just gave the URL. Oh well, that <laughs> that's great then for Fletcher. I can put this on the desktop. And if I put it on the desktop, that means I can grab it here. Here on Grumpy Old Ben's, you get a live lesson in how to play audio. Well, on audio that somebody is sending you a random link to with a boostagram, but that's what we get here sometimes. Ooh. Oh, that was well worth it, Fletcher. Yeah, yeah, I'm so glad we spent time on that. Ooh, ooh, yeah. ooh. And if you like that, you can find all sorts of crazy sound effects by listening to Hog Story every Monday night, hogstory.net. And and a lot of the things that you think are crazy sound effects are actually Fletcher's voice. <laughs> 5,033 sats from CSB. Thank you, Ryan Bemrose. You are clearly sharper than Darren O. Well, nobody's arguing that. <laughs> Never said I was sharp. I wasn't going to say. I am the monster of podcasting. Uh, What else do you have? Um. A desire to have lunch. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> okay. I've got, I've got, uh, Facebook has been caught and accused by justice department of spying on private messages, but I don't think there's any news there. No, because is it really spying? Is, are they, they really own? private? Right. Well, that is my question. And I brought that up in the troll room during no agenda, which sometimes these things happen that just make me, you know, question why things are happening. And with this Elon Musk well, Twitter thing, it brought me immediately back to when I was running a bulletin board system for a, a country artist, which was a pretty big community, a few thousand people. And you realize that you have access to the database and none of the shit that is in that database is encrypted, which meant it was very easy for me to read any of the private messages that were allegedly in the private message system between two users, which imagine what kind of fucking stuff you could get. If you had the ability, if you all of a sudden own Twitter and had the ability to read every private message between every douchebag out there, you know, this would be some really good blackmail material. Elon Musk may make way more than 40 something billion dollars. Just being able to blackmail the morons on Twitter. Yeah, back in the day, I I admin a, a PHPBB bulletin board forum software, and uh, they people who sent each other DMs on that system, I had the ability to read. Yes, and I made it very clear. I said 
if you need something to be super private on here, don't send it by our software. I can read it. I don't read it because I'm not interested in your dirty laundry, but I can. And you should keep that in mind. That seems fair. And it's, people should. I, I don't know. Well, here, here's what's being alligated with Facebook. And, and you tell me if you think this is reasonable um, that the somebody at Facebook and they're, you know, the, the company had issued a, a comment saying, well, it's not of our official policy. Well, it doesn't have to be official policy if somebody inside your company is doing it anyway but that they red flagged supposedly subversive private messages uh, and forwarded taken mostly out of context and forwarded them to the FBI as part of an FBI collaboration operation. And said the FBI then went and investigated each and every one. And according to the New York post, the FBI found nothing. Uh, what they did find was Every single user, everyone that was flagged as part of this FBI collaboration operation was a, quote, conservative right wing individual. None were Antifa types. <laughs> and when you took the FBI as part of this process, had access to the, the full data. And when you took the full context of the message out and not just the text that was clipped the vast majority of these were either people blowing off steam or completely innocuous. Right. Or making and jokes or being sarcastic. So and, it uh, is, it is really weird to talk about the FBI being neutral or even just in this case, but somebody at Facebook decided to take conservative right wing posts, pull them out of context, make them look worse. And, Oh, and what I did not make clear is that every one of these was a Facebook direct message, a DM, not, not, not publicly public posted, posts, right. not timeline or anything like that, a DM to another person. So they did you know, a keyword search on private on people's messages. DMs, yeah. pulled them out of context and forwarded them to the FBI saying these people are subversive only if they were right wing. And if you are a Facebook user, is it reasonable to assume that Facebook is taking your DMs and forwarding them to the FBI saying that you are a subversive and potential terrorist. Well, and beyond that, I mean, I'm not making any judgment on what the mother and daughter did to get the daughter uh, abortion drugs that were illegal in their state, but they had that conversation on Facebook private message and the FBI requested their logs and got it. So this is just another reason not to ever believe that anything you post on Facebook or your text messaging between uh, on your phone provider or almost any platform you're using to believe that it's private. It's probably not. Maybe things like Signal and Telegram, maybe. But Facebook, no. Instagram, no. Twitter, no. None of those are even a little bit private. So. I think there are a lot. I, I honestly believe there are a lot of people out there who on Facebook and Twitter will use the direct message feature and think, oh, this only goes to that person. Just be aware that whenever you it's almost any platform, unless unless they very specifically have end to end encryption and even then do your homework to find out if it's really secure. But if they don't have end to end encryption and trust me, you'll know because everyone that has end to end encryption Tells you. uses that as a bullet point in their marketing. Yeah. Um, and if they don't have that, 
then just assume that every private message you sent is private between you and the recipient and the platform admins and the FBI. Yeah. If anybody wants it, they're going to get it. I think that there's no surprise to me that the, that Facebook is digging into the, the DMS of people. It's a little bit more infuriating that uh, mysteriously, the only subversive ones they found were conservative right-wing individuals. But again, not a surprise. Well, that's because of the keywords they used. It was probably Trump, MAGA, yeah. and that was it. It's all a political hit job. Yeah, they're not going to use keywords like weather underground. Which, like, right. Because otherwise they would find everything I say. But this is why it's interesting to me on what, okay, let's just imagine Elon Musk. Let's just pretend he buys it. He gets it tomorrow. He does the exact opposite of the way business has been done recently on Twitter. Does it make a difference? I don't really know. We'll have to wait I and find know. out. I, I, I don't know what Elon's goal is, what, what his end game is with the whole Twitter thing. Uh, I just find myself hoping that it takes down the whole system. That would be nice. We keep trying. Another 1111 from Fletcher who said for the I, anticlimactic wave file. So see, nice. even penance coming in. This is, I love this system. That, yes. And now we're being like every other network. Every other podcast we on the network interrupting our, with our fans, our yeah, we yes listeners, you know, I, our but producers. I don't like our listeners. For our producers, why do I or, want to communicate with them? We could just turn them off. That's good too. You're, I mean, let's be honest. You're all trolls who are probably but such lovable trolls. They'll be back yes. again when we do our next show on Wednesday. I have no dentist appointment next Wednesday, so that's uh, that is weird. It's <laughs> a plus. Uh, I don't have another one until she's like, oh, so you need, because uh, I've never had just a regular exam, full exam and cleaning. So it's like, oh, let's see when we can do that for you. And I'm very open because I'm like, I can do this anytime, day or night. Just tell me when. And uh, n- uh, December 23rd. <laughs> it's like, really? And did, did you? Did did you just check? You you have to to make sure that we didn't have more boosts coming in, right? I didn't see any more. Because we don't want to annoy any of our listeners before the end of the show, don't we? I thought that's the perfect time to oh. do it. Well, you you got the second boost from Comic Strip Blogger, the one that said that you are clearly sharper, Ryan. Or was there I just wanted one? to men- I just wanted to mention that because I needed to read it again. Thanks, Ryan Bemrose. You are clearly sharper than Darren O. I mean, he's not wrong. Just keep yeah. sending in those boosts if you want CSB. And here's the beautiful thing, CSB. If you don't want to send them in, you don't have to either. It's fine. You do what you, you got to do you. That's what I always say. And you got to do you. And, uh, you know, everybody wins. We will be back again. I'm guessing Wednesday. That'll be back to our regular time. Same bad time. Same bad channel. Until then, I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chirac, where I'm going to try to stop biting my mouth. And from America's left coast, but not California, I'm Ryan Bemrose.
Aha. 